0: Welcome everyone to Idiots with Idioms. I'm Ethan Arch joined as always by my partner in DC, Marcello De Giorgi. On today's episode, we are talking about idioms in English that come from chess and we have a very unique brand new never before seen format for today's episode. But before we get into that, uh, I would like to remind everyone to subscribe and leave a review and rate the podcast if you have not already. And since we only have one rating and one review, there's a very high chance that you have not already done so. And when you leave a review, if you leave an idiom in your review, then we promise to talk about your idiom and analyze the idiom that you used and discuss the idiom on the next episode of the podcast. So, if that isn't enough incentive to leave a review, I don't know what possibly could be. (laughs) But remember to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Uh, Marcello, do you wanna do you have any idiom of the week or anything, or do you want to jump right into
1: it? Thank you, Ethan. Uh, let's jump right into the idiom of the week, which is put my two cents in, which is the American version for the British idiom to put my two penny worth uh, in something. Uh, as always, it's not really sure what this idiom comes from, but... I did some research and apparently it comes from Nottingham, from the great years of the English boxing in the 1900s. Apparently, this gambler from Nottingham called Jack, Jack Lamy was willing to bet on everything. And he would go to um, boxing matches and start yelling, two, two, two cents for Johnson, the, the boxer, making the whole audience laugh at every match. So this idiom is nowadays used to give your opinion or to deprecate your opinion uh, as a preface.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's like if you're if you're saying like I'm gonna offer my two cents. It's like you're not saying you have the answer to all the everything. You just have something to say about it, or you have an opinion that's not like super well informed necessarily, but you're going to voice it anyway. Great. So uh, as I said, today's episode has a bit of an unusual format. So on today's episode, Marcello and I will play a game of chess. And as we arrive at idioms that occur in the chess game and are also used outside of chess, we'll stop to explain those idioms and point out those idioms. Uh, And you're probably saying, but that's going to be so boring because you're going to just be playing chess most of the time. And not necessarily talking to each other. And you're right. However, don't worry, we're going to skip through the parts in between the idioms. So you just get to hear about the idioms that occur uh, from chess. Welcome back, everyone. We're about to get started with the chess game. So I'm playing as white, and that means I get to play first. And with my first move of the game, I'm going to play pawn to e4. So I've played pawn to e4, which is the most common opening move in chess. It's also known as the king's pawn opening. And this already leads us into our first idiom, because there's an idiom that's very common in in internet jargon called pwned. And the story of this idiom goes all the way back to a 1935 chess match between two grandmasters, the great Russian grandmaster Alekhine, and he was playing a a grandmaster named E.U. Uh, And Grandmaster Alekhine uh, said in this match in which apparently he was very drunk and he was playing and he said, "Uh, I will pawn your knight. But in his strong Russian accent, and he was slurring his words as well because he was intoxicated, it sounded like he said, evil pawn tonight and so the audience couldn't figure out what he was saying because he kept saying "pawn" instead of pawn so what does "pawned" mean today so pwn or more frequently pwned is something you hear on the internet and it's or see it written on the internet spelled p-w-n so it's like pawn but with the a missing and people say pwned which just means that someone beats someone else really badly and in chess if you pawn someone and this is what Uh, Alekine, the chess master Alekine was trying to say, if you pawn someone, it means that you threaten them and you threaten to win the game with just your pawns. So it means you beat them really badly at chess. And pwned means to beat someone really badly internet context. So anyway, that's one story for how pawned became pwned. But there's many stories, of course, and it started showing up like really early on in Tech jargon. So as late as 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 early on as like the late 80s uh, with hacker competition. So at the beginning of modern internet computing. But but what seems clear in general is that somehow the expression pond turned into the expression pwned. Uh, and it came from chess and somehow found its way through chess jargon to hacking jargon, all the way to internet jargon.
1: Now it's my turn. I'm going to move my pawn from um, in D6. I'm playing black, so I'm going to play a defensive game. And the idiom that I have in mind for pawns is to be somebody's pawns in a game. It is kind of easy to, to understand what it is. Basically, uh, um, pawns in the game of chess are the... I don't want to offend them, but they, they are the... Less. It's okay. They're
0: just pieces of
1: wood. Yeah, they're just pieces of wood, but they're not so powerful, let's say, and they're in easily sacrificed in order to uh, perform your your strategy. So, if you are somebody's pawn, it means that there's somebody who is manipulating you and will maybe will lay you down because he has a bigger uh, plan in mind. We are now at the, let's say, eighth, ninth move of the game. Uh, we, I'm really sorry, we didn't keep track of it, and and I managed to skillfully take a pawn from Ethan. Now he has just performed a defensive move that happens to be a medium as well.
0: So I castled. Um, I castled, which means I moved my, I maneuvered my king uh, behind my rook. Um, and as we discussed earlier, of course, rook has a bit of a special etymology that comes from uh, Italian, which means a castle on a hill. But when you castle, uh, it it's I think somewhat clear, and it kind of goes back to chess's roots in as a as a war simulation, right? Because in a war, if the king wants to go to safety, he would go and basically hide in his castle and go to his fortress. So in chess, you're doing the same thing, right? You're bringing your your uh, king uh, back behind or back into a protective area uh, by castling. And of course, you can hear this used in everyday parlance as well. Uh, if someone says that they're castling or that they're just going into a more protective stance and a more conservative stance, they might refer to it as castling. Not very common. It would be a bit of a nerdy thing to say. But you will hear it once in once in a blue moon.
1: Yeah, that's really cool because it, it comes from Italian. It's called Rocca. Really, Rocca is a sort of tower castle on top of a of a hill or or a mountain or something. Yeah, for example, San Marino, you know, the, the state uh-huh. has three rocks. Tre, oh. tre rocche oh. di San Marino, which me which basically is a site on, on the top of a hill with these three castles looking at the, the plane.
0: Right. So in English, actually we call we call the the chess piece the castle. Everyone else calls it the castle. Mm. The the chess piece that starts on the edge of like on the furthest edge of the board and looks like a castle. But in English we call it a rock. Um,
1: oh, cool. In Italian it's called tower. Yeah, or a tower.
0: So Marcello just castled. And as we were talking about castling, we realized that there's an interesting uh, relationship between the word rook in English and the word for castling in Italian. So I'll let Marcello explain.
1: Yeah, actually, I didn't know that uh, rocks are called rocks in English. And in, it, in Italian, we call them towers. But as we said before, a rocca is a sort of tower, is a stronghold on top of a, of a hill uh, in Italian. And I have just realized that the, the Italian word for uh, for castling is arroccare, which comes from the word rocca, which is a rock and it blew my mind because uh, I I didn't realize it before. I didn't know it was in English. And now I started to think about the fact that probably towers, uh, so rocks, were called uh, rocca before they were called towers. I was in a really good situation and now, I don't know if I am anymore. I'm gonna find it out really soon. Uh, what happened is that I attacked uh, like as a crazy man, and now you know what I, I'm, really cast- I'm really castling.
0: They don't know that you were fake castling. <laughs>
1: I was fake castling for for the sake of of the show, because you know, idiots with idioms uh, must go on. But now I'm castling for real.
0: All right, well, I'm taking your pond for real. Oh,
1: okay, you, you, you are. I also wanted to come in with a little chess uh, fun fact myself.
0: In, in India, we, uh, we call the things at the end that you were calling rooks and castles, um, elephants. And uh, we call the ones that go sideways, camels. And often, this is different in different places, but sometimes the queen is not called, called the Hindi word for queen. Sometimes she's called vizier, which is minister, right. as you know. So we we take we take the queen out of it altogether. No women in chess.
1: The most attentive of you might have recognized Priya from our second episode. Uh, what was it called? Chickpeas and buffaloes. Chickpeas and buffaloes. Chickpeas and buffaloes. That's right. Well, it was a great. Game. We don't just have chickpeas and buffaloes, we also have all sorts of other animals
0: <laughs> like the elephants and the camels. So there's an interesting there's an interesting history with the queen and chess. so the story goes that and I mentioned earlier of course, that chess has gone through many rule changes to get to the game that we we play today. But the story goes that in chess there was um, the queen could only move one square at a time, like the king until the 1400s. And in the 1400s, possibly as a result of the large number of uh, strong, uh, powerful, and uh, female rulers across Europe. So for instance, Eleanor of Aquitaine or uh, Queen Isabella of Spain, the queen got special powers in chess. And so now the queen of course is the most powerful piece in chess and can move uh, diagonal or square and can move an infinite number of spaces. Uh, but before that, it was kind of the, it just as weak as the king.
1: What's, what Priya was saying is kind of interesting because actually chess generated in India. It was a game slightly different with different pieces and uh, slightly different rules. It went through the um, Ottoman Empire. And that's why you have a vizier because you wouldn't have a queen in the Ottoman Empire. And then it became really popular into the middle age europe when where it was used as a um, battle training strategic training for the, the aristocracy for the knights and the kings of the time it was pretty popular and it is in europe that the the queen became a, a piece of the chess out of the vizier and it's really interesting to see how different pieces have different names or different roles according to the culture they they came from. For example, in English you have the bishop, somewhere else they're called uh, uh, as the flag bearers, the knights are called horses, uh, somewhere in Europe, like in France and in Italy. And those horses were, as Priya was saying, uh, were elephants in, in India. The game of chess was, as I was saying, pretty popular basically from the start. It became, something to, it became something really spectacular during the Romantic period, where there were masters that would use really epic but not quite effective moves in their games in order to be remembered. And it played a really big role during the Cold War. In fact, in a world where there was no confrontation at all between these two superpowers, the SSSR and the USA, uh, the games for example, I can remember Spassky against Fischer were really something big, were really uh, an happening in which, yes, on, on a, on a chess board, these two superpowers could finally uh, collapse into, into each other.
0: So of course, um, in the US, Bobby Fischer isn't the most, probably is not considered the best chess player ever. But since he was the one who always took on the Russians, he's considered in the US, he's definitely the most famous uh, chess player. So, okay, so we just arrived at our first check of the game. Uh, and so I guess it's as good a time as any to talk about where the phrase check comes from. So there are many, many theories that, I would, yeah. that
1: we found on, on where, where it comes from and where it doesn't come from.
0: Where it comes from, <laughs> yes. So there's many theories on where where it originates. Um, what seems to be the, the commonality is that check comes from the Arabic and Persian words. It's a shared word in the Arabic and Persian, it's Sheikh. And you've probably heard this word, the Sheikh or or Sheikh, and it means king or general. So what would happen is, I guess in the in the early days of chess is when someone wanted to alert the other player that they were threatening their king they would say um meaning watch your king just saying king to say watch your king then of course in english uh we're not so good at making the sound at the end of sheikh so it became check now in the early days of, of chess chess has had a number of rule changes over the years but in the early early periods of chess, uh, there was no such thing as check. So in chess now, when you put someone in check, it means that you're threatening their king, and then they have to get their king out of out of the threat. Um, And in the early days of chess, there was no such thing as check. So if you were threatening someone's king, and they didn't notice that their king was being threatened, then you could simply capture their king and the game was over. Today, uh, you have to Surround the king or prevent the king from having any possible moves and have it be threatened at the same time. And we'll get into that a bit more later when we talk about checkmate. There's an idiom, of course, in called end game, which means of course the end of the game. Uh, but it comes from chess. And of course, you've almost definitely heard this idiom because uh you've Almost definitely watched the Avengers Endgame movie, but in chess, the endgame is just the third phase of the game. So, Marcel, do you want to say what the three the three phases
1: of the chess game are, yes, basically you you have the um, the first part which consists of the openings. Then you go on to the the mid game. So basically, that there is the first part which is the openings, in which the white what, what usually happens is the white, they do uh, an array of moves in order to try to attack the black ones, and the black one is going to try to play some defensive moves. Uh, then you have the mid game in which the, 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 the real magic happens, basically, because most of the time you start with the, same, uh, with the same moves, more or less. The more you know, the better. Some masters would always use... A certain type of uh, of move, for example, the Sicilian defense. These moves have crazy names. They're, they're really good. I actually played an East Indian, which is a defensive move when you're playing with the black uh, pieces. And then you have the end game in which you, you need to... Uh, it, it's really not easy to do it, but you need to be good at finishing um, the job and uh, winning the game.
0: And so at this point in the game, uh neither neither white nor black has many pieces left. Um, so you know you're in the end game because now both sides are really looking to find a way to to finish off the opponent. Uh you could it's like the last round of the boxing match. Okay, so we just wrapped up the game and I used my uh two rooks and a knight to put Marcello and Checkmate. But this brings us to the real finale of the show, which is the word Checkmate itself. And there is a huge amount of debate over what exactly Checkmate comes from and means. Um, And it was widely believed that Checkmate came from the Arabic words, Sheikh Mata, uh, which means king is dead, which would make a lot of sense because the, the idea basically is to defeat the opponent and the king is dead. But in a paper, Uh, written in I think in the the early 1900s a a linguist took issue with this interpretation of checkmate and he decided that he would write a paper describing an alternative etymology of checkmate specifically he believed that checkmate came from Persian and in Persian sheikh still means king we met like we mentioned earlier with check so sheikh means king but matha doesn't mean dead it means caught by surprised or uh, or unable to move like no no possible options which is really a better description of checkmate because when you're in checkmate in chess it doesn't mean that you're dead it just means that you're unable to go anywhere like your king is trapped or or imprisoned anyway the important takeaway here is that i put marcello in checkmate which means i won the game but the second most important takeaway is this uh, Persian story, is this a Persian origin story for the expression checkmate. So then there's also in chess, there's something called a stalemate. Unfortunately, in this situation, we didn't have a stalemate. But a stalemate, of course, means when the game ends in a draw, usually because the king has no possible moves, but it can't go anywhere. So a player has no possible moves, and thus the game ends in a draw or stalemate and this actually comes from a combination of Persian and French so the stale comes from uh the french word estal which means in old french means stall but when it was first translated into english it wasn't translated stall s t a l l it was translated stall s t a l e so it was that it stuck with that in the word stalemate so it actually means stalemate means uh it took the, the Mata from the Persian Sheikh Mata and the Estal from the French Estal. So you end up with Estal Mata or stale mate.
1: And this is really interesting because basically if mate does, okay, it means friend, but it doesn't mean anything. It, so we can deduct that it was a transliteration, let's say from shahmat into checkmate. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. it was something because it's interesting because you have the same in Italian. It's called scacco matto. Oh no way! Matto is mad. It doesn't make any sense that you you, the the square is mad. So it is basically transliteration into something that sounds like shakmat.
0: Yeah, I'm curious now whether in other languages it's the same, where it's just a like localized version of that. So in French, it's a shakemat. So check and mate. Yeah. A Uh, but of course a shek is also the word for chess in in French.
1: Yes. So man, it's met.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. A Check and mate. Um or cheque et So thank you uh, uh, everyone for joining us for another episode of Idiots with Idioms. Um, hopefully that you've played a little bit of chess so this episode it makes sense to you or at least like us you've watched The Queen's Gambit. Ethan, we,
1: we can say that you were the best armons of this episode. I pay my respects, you, you played a really good game and it was fun. Great, thank, thank you Thank you very
0: much Marcello. Uh, as always, please remember to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram, Facebook and twitter remember to like and subscribe uh this has been idiots with idioms home of the carpathian hair if you're wondering what a carpathian hair is check out episode three the carpathian hair where we
1: talk all about carpathian hairs with that we'll catch you next time thank you for listening and if you have any uh, advice for bettering up my chess skills please write me because i'm gonna need some.
0: Called the King's Pond opening or the you know what we actually have the chessboard set up backwards it should go from white side to to dark side for to, to black side in a numbering.
1: Ah. i just <laughs> wanted to play a game of chess so, so Ethan,
0: look at me now playing a game of
1: chess. playing a game of chess i just wanted to make a podcast with my friends I wanted to make a podcast with my friends And look at me now, making a podcast with my friends And look at me now, making a podcast with my friends